Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you heal your energetic wounds and activate the infinite light and potential of your inner children. It is a crystal energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month you will receive three new crystal healing sessions. Plus, you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up. The membership is really affordable and will continue to be so. You can find out more about it at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. I invite you to make healing your energetic wounds and connecting with your inner children a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a Chakra Bliss Vault member. Hello everyone, this is Damla Aktekin with A Drop of Om. And today I'm very excited. I have, I want to call a good friend with me, Ulrika <laughs> Sullivan. Welcome, Ulrika. Thank you, Damla, for this beautiful invitation to your amazing podcast. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited. But um, let me introduce you <laughs> to everyone first. So you are a former scientist turned author, intuitive spiritual life coach yoga teacher, energy healer, podcast host, and you have a beautiful book called Wisdom Beyond What You Know, How to Shift from Being Driven by the Mind to Living from Heart and Intuition. So welcome again. And I always like to start with asking um, my guests, um, sort of your version of whatever in whatever way it comes what brought you to to here to writing this book doing the work that you do what were some of the major milestones that got you here what's your story mm, thank you Damla yeah a little bit about me I grew up in Sweden I have I'm now located in on the east coast of the United States outside Boston Massachusetts and uh, my journey has been, I, I sometimes say that 
I started out as someone who was following the template. And when I say that, it um, you know, many years ago, there was a certain definition on what success looks like. It was the degrees and the, you know, all the all the different things that you, um, as a society, we said we need to have to be successful. Um, a, a great paying job, and I, I spent about twenty plus years in in the corporate world, which I loved, but it was not. It was way too comfortable for me in a way that I did not feel that. I could contribute or interact with people at, at the deeper level. And that's a feeling that came to me at the, at the very end of my corporate career. I wanted to um, interact with others in a much deeper way. And I think that was just a, a signal from my soul that, okay, there's more. <laughs> there's more for you, Orika. But there was also a, a transformational journey uh, baked into this because I... I came to a rock bottom and I was very much on autopilot in my co corporate career, but I didn't realize it. I didn't know who I was really or what I had uh, for innate uh, gifts and talents. I just had followed the template, which means also that I had pushed myself uh, to become someone that maybe wasn't 100% me. So after this rock bottom, which uh, involved, you know, losing a job and, and get, uh, accepting the opportunity to uh, identify for myself or go on a journey on well, who am I really? And that's what brought me to here today, because on this journey, I discovered that I uh, am a, a natural healer, a natural guide, a spiritual uh, teacher. And there has been some really great milestones on my path to show me and, and to kind of validate for me that now I'm doing my life's work. And the first milestone was really, I came back to yoga. I had practiced yoga many, many years ago before I had kids and, and it was more for exercise back then. <laughs> but when I came back to it, uh, it really helped me connect to my body, mind, spirit. And I didn't see myself as a teacher back then, but uh, the yoga practice and teaching really showed me that, Eureka, <laughs> you really can uh, allow yourself to be a teacher of this. And, and, you know, the, the process of self-discovery in yoga is often a gateway into further spiritual practice. And, and that's what it was for me. Now, um, another milestone was also synchronistically, a lot of synchronistic, synchronistic, uh, situations came to me on my path from this rock bottom. And one was one day I was in a Facebook group and I was scrolling around and somebody had asked about like, how do you become a life coach? And for some reason, I mean, I've never thought of becoming a coach in the past. For some reason, I clicked on this link and long and behold, um, three hours later, I had requested some more information from this, this uh, organization that I certified with. 
eventually. Um, so synchronicities beca became something that led me on my path. And same thing with energy healing. And here I am today, having turned from a corporate world as a scientist, businesswoman, multitasking, travel, business travel, you, you name it, to an entrepreneur um, being very, having a very flexible life in the sense that I, I can be in, in charge of my own schedule. I do what I love every day. I contribute, uh, in my opinion, to um, a wave of transformation that we're in right now. And I'm, I'm part of uh, <laughs> being the the guide and, and the teacher of those who I am meant to um, impact in this life. So, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to, to describe a long life journey in, in a couple of seconds, but I hope that gave you a little bit of, of a taste what this has been for me. No, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm just feeling a lot of resonance with you because I've been through a similar path of going through what you call the template <laughs> I <laughs> studied engineering and then business and then ended up in the corporate world and then my first gateway drug as you put it was yoga as well so what I'm hearing is you beautifully describing this journey of um, almost like moving from mind to the body and eventually to your heart and intuition and my experience was and I feel like it's probably yours the the body part the yoga part sort of prepares you for what comes next it's almost like with doing that kind of bodily preparation you are getting ready to channel whatever wants to come through you and move through you um and I also resonate with what you said like finding that little chat in the Facebook group and being driven there and for me that was the rabbit hole of crystal healing and then mantras and other things um so and it's beautiful that you um you took those paths and went that way um and you talk about this a little bit in your book I think you have this um six-step journey of finding uh, a more heart-connected life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. No, and my book is really a, what I call it a, a spiritual self-help book because it, it was very, and linking into the body, it was very important to me to write a book that people can take and do the exercises in the book and actually get an experience from it, not just a, a concept, a thought, right? Um, so what I have laid out is really a um, an opportunity. The first part of the book is really an opportunity to identify those habits and patterns and mind-driven ways that we we may live today. And it includes like people pleasing and that um, you know, push and drive to work for success, for example, or being driven by the ego. And the intention of that first part of the book is really to allow the, ourselves to identify, okay, oh, that sounds like me. And I share my own stories of, of 
my own uh, experience in there, along with exercises that is is helping the reader to identify these patterns and habits within themselves. And then it moves into the second part of the book, which is really the fundamental of heart-centered living and what that means. Because when I speak with people, it's not often that I, like, what is heart-centered living? I have no idea what you're talking about. So I decided to put in really the fundamentals of, of heart-centered living from my perspective, which really is how we can tap into the unseen, right? And expand our experience of life in that way, which includes like, how do we in tune into our intuition and inner knowing? How do we uh, tune into nature and feeling part of a whole um, creativity, inspiration, and the role of that it plays in heart-centered living, as opposed to, you know, all the stories that our mind is making up and we sometimes are not even aware of that that's happening and that that drives our life if we're not aware. Then it comes into um, the seven shifts. I call them the seven shifts of multidimensional living. And that lays out kind of how to <laughs> go through this process of shifting from being mind-driven to living from the heart. And it's it's described, I, you know, there's seven shifts, uh, one chapter each of these shifts. And it, it demonstrates that transformation and it in each chapter includes exercises as yeah. well so that you actually can you know get a, a real experience from the book yeah I love that and I want to dive into all that a little bit more but <laughs> what's coming to me as you're talking is um you know, this shift from the mind-based, I called it like I existed above the neck, I existed in my head, um, to the body, like discovering <laughs> that you have a body, you are a body, and then to what you call heart-centered or the multidimensional living. Um, what feels to me is that in that mindset-based um, world, in the, the left brain world, it's almost like... Um, there was so much more faculties and possibilities that we could have accessed that I think we both, you and I were becoming aware of the possibility and that's sort of the direction our souls took us. And then Ulrika, I'm curious to know if this is true for you. So I lived in a left brain world and, and then I sort of opened up to this immense right brain world, creativity and healing and spirituality, all of that, those now I'm finding a lot of intersections between the two. Like it's not just that I live in a meditative state all the time, but I can bring that sort of um, spiritual or multidimensional awareness to a mundane task or that kind of awareness to my business. How do you experience that, that sort of um, finding the balance between the right and left, the mind and the, the heart, and then sort of combining the two. Mm. I think you're bringing up something really, really important. And I think the, the belief that we have to choose either or is one that may not be true <laughs> because 
as you so beautifully describe it too, it's it's about that expanded perception of life and who we are in our daily life that has in the mundane tasks that is the heart-centered living. We we still need our brain, but we don't or in our mind, but we don't have to allow it to run our lives. And that's the difference between you know, being living from the neck and up versus living as a whole person. And a whole person allows, like, it, we can talk about what, how, how we define a whole, like, wholeness. But I think if I down to the practical level here, the biggest difference that I personally experience, if I look at myself a number of years ago and now is just what you said the experience of my life on a daily basis is so much more um, diverse in a way in terms of my experience because I can today tune into my body and get a message from my body that my mind has not even caught yet but in in the past it was all messages from the mind. The, the body was, as you beautifully said, like totally disconnected. And that's just an example of the richness of additional input that I get from my body, from intuitive hits first. And then I run it by my mind, not the other way around, right? The, when, when the mind has to figure everything out as often, right? The mind has to come up with what if scenarios, is it this, is it that, which causes worry. So by tuning into our body, our heart and intuition first, we just are, right? The, it's, there's truth. And truth is not like, is it this or is it that? It just is. And that's the difference between the mind-driven way of living when we often kind of are running all the scenarios or the what-ifs, right? And, and struggle with what's right for us. Now, with what I just described in terms of if we're using the body's wisdom or an intuitive hit or heart uh, intuition, which is very much the same in my opinion, it's a clear answer. I don't have to, <laughs> like, is it this or is it that anymore? And that's a huge difference. Mm. Um, does I that resonate? That. Yeah, yeah. I think what I'm hearing you say is, um, I love the way you you and I connected with the, the daily tasks, because to me, um, it's almost like, like everything bleeds into each other the way you put the fill the dishwasher is going to bleed into the way you write your email because it's all part of the same continuum mm -hmm. energy of you and I think um the way I understand what what you're describing um which I feel like our approaches are similar the mind body connection the heart intuition connection is it's a little bit like what's important changes Maybe what you do during the day doesn't change from the outside, but what's important to me now is 
being more in my body and taking every little single task that I have as sacredness, as a sacred practice um, versus like cursing (laughs) in my (laughs) mind that I have to (laughs) empty another trash can, which sometimes still happens. But it is, um, there's an intentional shift in what's important and what's the priority here. So the priority becomes that, yes, you get to accomplish things from the dishwasher to writing that email. Um, But then like today, I was really, I woke up at uh, 4 a.m. There's a full moon. And um, like I was getting less and less and less able to focus. So I gave myself a little break. I took a little nap um, and I came back more energized. So that's a huge shift to what's important is I need to get this done versus what's important is what is what I'm experiencing in my body right now. Yeah, beautiful you said, yeah. As is now. Um, I want to talk about, so you talk about there's commitment, there's self-awareness, which I think you mentioned a little bit. You you start to become aware of where things aren't flowing for you, perhaps. Um, where I'm sort of drawn to is the next step, the sovereignty, standing in your power instead of shrinking and codependency. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Mm, yes. Uh, this is one of my favorite topics because it, in a way, it's what we all are working on <laughs> in a way to become our own, right? And the shift I'm talking about in, in uh, that shift number three is before we start to become self-aware of how we are codependent on others. And I, I, I'll tell you this. 99% of people are in a codependent pattern with something or someone. When we are not aware of our dynamic on the inside versus uh, outside, and I mean relationships or our relationship with things or situations, because before we become aware of that, how we are showing up, if you will, or how we interact with the world or interact within ourselves, we cannot be sovereign in ourselves. And when I say, you know, going from codependency to sovereign, it doesn't mean that we're not being out in the world interacting with people. It's an inner transformation of not giving our energy away to others or situations or things. Becoming sovereign is that inner peaceful calm that we carry with us irrespective of the situation, irrespective of who we are together with, irrespective of what happens. Sovereignty Uh, is, in my opinion, linked to that inner balance of energy. That means that we can have energetic boundaries, which also means that we stand in our power if we have energetic boundaries. We're not giving, like, when people ask me, like, what is energetic boundaries you're talking about? (laughs) What is it? 
Well, have you ever come home? And I'm speaking to our listeners and viewers here. Have you ever come home from a party or a big gathering or an interaction with somebody feeling exhausted? Many people say, yes, I have. And that means that we have given our energy away in that situation or to that person or because the exhaustion we are feeling is when we have depleted our energy. And that means that we are not in energetic balance anymore. So when we become sovereign, we know how to keep that inner energy balance in any situation, irrespective of somebody saying something that we get upset about. Because we know it's a choice whether I want to, for example, react or respond to it. In when we're codependent, is this tug and war between often between people, or that is fueled by habits and patterns that we are not aware of yeah. sometimes, right? So that does that make sense? But the sovereignty part is, in my opinion, one of the key milestones in somebody's journey when we start to realize that I'm in charge <laughs> of myself. I am in charge uh, of my, if I want to give my energy away or if I'm not, <laughs> irrespective of, of the situation yeah. or thing that's happened or person I'm with, right? And once we are starting to play with that and realize that, huh, I can come home from a big party and I, I don't have to feel exhausted anymore. Like, wow, <laughs> isn't that awesome? And the same environment often, but the inner experience is different. Yeah. Uh, I'm always exhausted after a party, so I'm hearing you. <laughs> I love that you went to that example right away. Um and that's that's my journey. My learning right now is to um, what I am on a journey of learning is to let people be who they are as I am, who I am, which is tricky and, you know, difficult at times. I'm curious to know, um, do you have a personal example or an example from your clients where they were able to turn a codependent situation um into something more empowered mm. yeah i can uh, you know codependency does not always have to involve other people it can be also a codependency to a pattern of um, let's say that we are given certain um, patterns in childhood for example and if we are maintaining patterns that are not serving us and I'll give you an example in a second, that is, can also be codependency. And for example, as I write, a, uh, I, I share a client's story in, in the book of a woman that I worked with who um, had, she had trouble kind of, she felt exhausted at work and she had trouble, I wouldn't say trouble, but her interaction with others, she's an empath, so she she took very much with her home or she she was um you know exhausted because she had, she took everybody's energy in and i think some people who are listening and watching can relate right when we feel overwhelmed that's the word she felt overwhelmed in a work situation 
And we discovered a technique that she could, and it's it, we didn't discover it, but I helped her discover the codependency of always taking in other people's energy because she was she wasn't aware uh, or as aware as she could be about how her energy is working which she was like a sponge right she took and many of us feel like sponges sometimes and we don't we don't have to be sponges <laughs> that's the trick right so what she did and what we practiced this is also a transformation over time so a little adjustment that she could do was that before she come to work, because she was always worried about what is the energy I'm going to be met by at work today. And she, she had these, um, you know, thoughts and got worried and worked up even before she entered the door at work. So what she, what we practiced and um, was for her to tune into the energy before she she goes into work every day. And what the difference was that she intentionally tuned into the end because she was, she's, you know, was that gifted of, uh, of energy. She wasn't aware of it, but when she discovered that she actually can tune into the energy, what what's coming, she put herself in an energetic bubble, which means that she felt protected by her own energetic boundaries. And just by doing that for herself and having a practice of protecting her own energy, she could walk into work and spend a day without feeling overwhelmed. And it is a and what it what it this came from was also that in her past, she was brought up basically to give her energy away or be the be the sponge, if you will. So that was a codependent uh, and uh, in a way relationship with how with her own energy and how she's working in an energy with herself, but also fueled by the way she was, you know, expectations. Here is how you need to show up at work. Here is how what you need to, you know, all of those things. Yeah, which is a combination. Yeah, describe takes a lot of, um, like, you can't just do that in the mind, right? That takes a lot of, like, body awareness and, like, yes. thinking deep down into the bones to say, okay, this is the vibration that I'm feeling and it's not my own. Let's do yeah. something about this. I love that. Um, yeah. I and want I just want to say also that this small little adjustment to her start of a work day made her feel more sovereign she and the difference was that she was now in charge of her energy and she intentionally tuned in put in the you know the energetic boundaries that she wanted to uphold or over the course of the day and just by doing that herself it the people around her didn't change and again, we're coming back to that, that sovereignty is something that we, it's an inner journey. It's an inner uh, experience. So, you know, it's, it's quite empowering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. And I think, I mean, we hear the, you know, put an energetic bubble around you. That's a quite common practice. But I think the difference here is it's not just about the, you know, 
Ovuvu just, you know, imagine this. It's more about, it's a tool for her to get back into her body. Exactly. Realize yes. that she has a say in this. She has the power to change what, yeah. how she experiences this. I'm glad you're bringing that up because, you know, we can put on a energetic bubble as an example, just with our mind and not believe it. And the mind can just say, okay, I think it works. <laughs> but what you're saying, Damla, is that once we bring it into our body, that's when we embody that body it right we have to be in tune with what the body is is saying about this as, as well because if it's only up in the mind it can be like i don't believe this anymore right but when our body is with it and in it there is no you can't fool the body right it's and the body uh, knows the body knows when when she reads that post on a facebook group that she needs to look into it <laughs> like yes uh-huh <laughs> exactly that's um, what brings the finger there right <laughs> to, if we go back to the example with and to me the body is the earth the, the soil and I love that you're you're sharing your astrology can I can I share that here in your website on your yes absolutely yes you're a Virgo sun Taurus moon and Taurus rising so those are all earth signs and mm -hmm. to me that indicates a level of um like you're earthed but it's almost like you're reaching down to the heavens and then you're like, let me bring things down here into the physicality. Do you, do you feel that way? Yes, exactly like that. Yeah. Yes. Which brings yes. us to your writing. Tell me about <laughs> your process. What happens when you write? What is it about um, creative challenges? All of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And I, um, my process is very free flowing. And I have learned now after written my book that how, how my process works, and it's very intuitive in the sense that I, this book basically was downloaded, I call it downloaded to me because it, it, I realize now that I was channeling the whole concept and book and what, how it came through. So, but it, it wasn't always like that. I, I, um, there was an element of the writing process where I basically had to um, allow myself to free write every day without a structure. And that's how I got in, in contact with my ability to channel kind of chapters <laughs> in a way and structure but it's very free, free flowing and for me writing has always been my preferred I've always been a big journaler for example some people likes to um, either record themselves because speech is easier for them for me it it's writing so when I channel I I channel my guides I channel um healing, you know, it's through often through writing. And that's just my, uh, my gift, I think, uh, one of my gifts that comes easy to me. That doesn't say that the writing process is or should be the same for others, but that's just how it works for me. And once I realized that, oh, my goodness, there's a book coming, because that's how I felt, right? I, I wasn't really strategically saying I need to write a book. It just came through me. And again, synchronicities put me in 
first in a situation where I learned like how how do I get some sort of process around my writing or some routine around my writing and how, what do I need to think of like all of those <laughs> mind things that I need because I'm very you know logical as well I needed to know the knowledge around writing first and then it all kind of <laughs> flowed right after that yeah um so yeah, I I now I know that I can write a book and I think I will also know that when the next book is coming to me I will know it. So it it's like for me I can't be strategic about this, right? It, it it's an intuitive journey. <laughs> when the next book is knocking on your door, which I feel like I am at right now. <laughs> or the next writing project do you get yeah. this like does it does she get naggy with you like when are you gonna get to <laughs> or is there is there a way certain way that new idea communicates with you I think because I I do um I channel like every week um every day almost so I think it, it will be pretty obvious when it starts to be um, showing me kind of, okay, this needs to go in a book. This needs to go in a book. And I'm I'm very conceptual in that sense too. So before a book comes through me, I will have to be really excited about certain concepts, right? That's how this book came about too, because it's it's about... I have to see the the red thread uh, before I say, okay, now it's it's time. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, who I admire as a writer. I think she said in her book, Big Magic, that, you know, you get cho chosen for uh, a creative idea to come through. And that's often what other writers uh, are are saying as well right it's it's hard to say like what's your process or what's your uh, how do you know but it's just it that's the surrender right that's the trust that if something wants to come through you Damla for your next book it will <laughs> so and it doesn't have to be books it could be anything right anything that we create and and share and contribute with well mine are neggy <laughs> <laughs> are you yeah. sure it's not your mind but um like for instance I wake up usually from from sleep and I have the sense that I'm holding a pen like I don't know anybody else who does that like almost every single night mm -hmm. like I wake up with the sensation of holding a pen in my hand um Okay. Or it would show up in, in different ways. And then for me, once I put it on uh, down on paper, not it doesn't have to be complete, but at least the idea or the start of it, it's almost like a relief. Um, yeah. But anyways, that's my experience. <laughs> so what do you do with when you wake up with that pen in your hand, like the imaginal pen? What do you do in that moment? Um, I think it depends on the day, 
<laughs> I know that there's a general sense of things getting channeled through me every time I write. Um, I also know there's a uh, gestational period um, with every book. It's almost like I need to, um, it's like a video game. I need to level up in some way for the next project. It could be a book, could be an online course for it to come to fruition. Um, like it took me two years to create and write my crystal healing book. I mean, online course. Um, and now the book is nagging, but the online course. Um, <laughs> and I could feel like some, it was there, but something was still developing, still developing. So I tried to give yeah. myself as much grace as possible, uh, rest and digestion and soul growth in between. Yes, it sounds like the the right approach to just you know trust the timing. Yeah. But, uh, so let me ask you: Do you have um, a journal next to you? Would you be writing like when you wake up that with a pen, imaginary pen? I do in your have hand? a journal next to my bed. <laughs> I do. So some, yeah. I was just curious. I had to ask because that's part of why likely your soul is showing you like there's something that wants to come through now <laughs> because yeah we leave you with a pen in your hand so write it down but I guess it's it's also my soul has a lot that she wants to birth Ulrika that's the problem <laughs> I'm like wanting at a time wanting <laughs> well so that's your mind telling you it has to be that way yes <laughs> I hear the wisdom in that. Um, <laughs> which brings me to I know you work with people one on one with your life coaching, intuitive life coaching, and as well as healing. What do you see as the most common um, pitfall and how do we get out of it? Mm, good question. Um... The most common, if I bring it up to a really high level in terms of it, it is the lack of trust. Uh, and what I mean with that is the lack of trust means that we don't trust our own answers. Because, uh, and that's why the coaching process is so powerful because the answers most people have pretty well accessed, but they don't trust what comes through. And the coach can be like in, in our relationship with my client, with my clients, I, I help them increase their trust in what they actually are already know about themselves. But what we also do is to increase trust in um, things that they don't see. And what I mean with that is expanding your intuition, for example, working with symbolism, working with your, your uh, subconscious, helping people to tap into that and not be, uh, and kind of expanding their perspective on that so that they can relate to a bigger picture about themselves. Uh, but most of the time, it's that they don't trust 
themselves in uh, what's right for them. And, and I think this ties into what we've been talking about this, this episode is it's the expectations, it's the ingrained patterns, it's the unawareness of how we have come to where we are. And people do not often ask themselves, how did I get here? I'm curious, can I learn something new about myself? But clients that come to me, they are, they are curious, right? I want to learn something new about myself that otherwise they wouldn't, you know, work with me, but the initial fears are often around not trusting what, what they already know. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, if anybody's listening to this, if you watch the YouTube video, Ulrika literally has the trust above her head <laughs> on the background. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I didn't realize. That's the message, like trust <laughs> and remind yeah. trust. That's beautiful. Um, my final question is, Ulrika, this is something I love to learn about people. What are you learning in your personal and professional life right now that is hard, that is sort of pushing you to the edge a little bit? Mm. Well, I, I'm learning to really step out of my comfort zone and expanding myself into the um, teacher and, and guide I am. And that, I think, you know, when we are on a journey of expansion and realize what our, what our journey is about, it can be kind of, okay, am I really? <laughs> it's that trust again, right? So what I'm learning about myself is, is how I can even more contribute to uh, our world. And I'm getting a more refined picture of what that really is. And, and the reason I'm saying that is that I am helping now to understand for myself where for example, where my soul comes from, uh, from a galactic perspective. That's, that's pretty, you know, a learning curve on how to relate to yourself in, in that way. And what your soul's journey really is uh, outside the life we have here. So for me, that is a piece of information that I'm processing and working with so that I can help and teach that later. That's just an example of how what I'm learning right now. And that comes with st stepping out of what I already know, right, into something much bigger. So the comfort zone, and which is really the first shift in my book, is coming back to teach me that that is really the first step. How willing am I to get out of the comfort zone? And uh, I think, yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. And each layer in on this journey will always involve this, this courage, if you will, uh, to to realize who we are and why we're here. So yeah, I think I am here <laughs> on this journey, just like anyone else. And there is no 
there is no, um, you know, end to it really. It's just that for each of us, each of the layers are just a different layer and, uh, it all comes with this courage to, to step into that unknown. Mm. Yeah. You, so you restarting the journey and different layers at different levels altogether, that dynamic. And it reminds me of the, the fool's journey. <laughs> it really is yeah really knowing that there will be a way and the way comes later after you yeah yeah Yeah. from the hill um what would you like our listeners to remember that there is so much more and and when I say that it's it is up to you as a listener and viewer to respond to that are you curious about it or do you want to stay in your comfort zone and that's a question that each person will be faced with in like do you are you ready for the opportunity or not to learn more about yourself and your soul will know when it's time it doesn't have to be you deciding (laughs) so you will know, your body will know, your heart will know. And once that uh, sense comes that there is more for me, like it did, if we come back to in my corporate career, my soul knew that there was more for me, but I didn't want to realize it. I didn't want to know I have such a great career. I'm paid so much. And many of us have been there, right? Am I really going to leave what I have and it doesn't have to be like from one day to another it can be a a nice beautiful process but for many that question is going to come up you want to learn more about yourself or not (laughs) and that's what I want people to kind of tune into because if you're listening to this podcast you're likely someone who is uh, on a, a journey, a spiritual journey or a healing journey. And uh, yeah, and is curious about things like this. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This has been a delight. <laughs> and I want to direct people to your website, ulrikasullivan.com. And you have a free gift, seven step guide to listen to your intuition. Um and can you tell us about a little bit about how people can work with you, what you offer? Yes, I would love for everyone to uh, visit my website, orikasullivan.com. And yeah, I think reading my book is often where people are finding me because then they want more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I encourage people to kind of look into, you can get a free chapter, you can also get a chapter from my audiobook there. Um, but also, if you want to go deeper, uh, I offer one-on-one coaching, which is my premium service, and you can add energy healing to that. But that is really if you're, you know, you want an accelerated path uh, in a personal partnership with me that that is always going to be available for those who really want to dive in and go deep if you want to start out kind of I just want to see what this uh, this is all about I have a book club 
that you can sign up for. Uh, I have it uh, once per quarter and it's four free sessions complimentary and you but you need the book <laughs> you need to to uh, bring the book with you and we go deeper with the content of the book in uh, in four zoom sessions and often what people do after that is that they continue over to my membership where you um, continue these group discussions that we have in small groups in the book club and there's more there to go deeper with the exercises. You get personal guidance from me and the membership. And, and because the reason is that I, I really see this as a long-term journey, this shift from being driven by the mind to living from the heart and intuition. It's, it's not going to be a flip of a switch reading a book, right? You have, and what we've said earlier, we need to embody it. We need to bring it into our lives, the day-to-day -day, and truly, um, yeah, feel the, the difference in our life on a daily basis. And I, uh, what I do is allowing for those who want that journey uh, with me uh, in at different levels. So yeah, welcome to, to visit and check it out. Awesome. And I'm going to include those links too. Thank you so much, Ulrika. This was such a pleasure. Like I said, um, I love talking with you and thank you so much for doing what you do in the world and being who you are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Damla. This was delightful. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Conversations with Healers. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or comment like or love it, and share it with others in your life. This is a true soul love project from my heart to yours. I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.